What's good guys and welcome to another episode of Mini Logic. It's Zeno here again for the fifth time. And today's topic of discussion is going to be Everton FC. Now, last season Everton finished 12th. That was the lowest position since the 2015-16 season where they finished 11th. And the season after that, funnily enough, they had a bounce back season under, I believe it was Ronald Koeman. And they finished in 7th place. And who used to think that a similar sort of bounce back season won't happen this year after the start they have made? They've made very astute, smart, clever signings. Players that are experienced and are going to definitely improve the team in the core, Alan, obviously Hammers, Rodriguez. And things are looking up on that part of Merseyside, on the blue side of Merseyside. And one thing I've been impressed with is the evolution of Dominic Calvert-Lewin over these past two years. Obviously, since Lukaku left, Everton haven't been able to truly replace his presence. And in Dominic Cavalloon, they probably have the closest thing since Lukaku left. You know, obviously, I think it's a bit crazy how Ancelotti is comparing um, Dominic Cavalloon to Inzaghi, but his performance against, um, I don't even remember the team, but his performance last game <laughs> showed that. But maybe he has, he has that instinct to go and score now after, you know, a couple of single-digit, comfortable single-digit goal seasons. He is now looking to shine, you know, and obviously he's never played for England at a senior side, but one day he could, you could maybe see him playing for England, but um, I just remember the team he played against, it was bloody West Brom, but yes, his performance against West Brom showed that maybe he could take the next level on and be a true goal scorer. Now, I want to touch a little bit also on Hamas Rodriguez. Hamas Rodriguez at the time when he was bought from Real Madrid, the second player that was saved from Madrid, you know, the second being, you know, the man himself, Gareth Bale, Tottenham legend. Nonetheless, um, James Rodriguez has had a difficult, how do you put it, three, four, maybe five years? Since the 2014 World Cup, nothing has really got his way, you know. A player of his class and his quality, once given a place and environment where he could thrive, he's always going to be able to thrive. You know, this guy's the the top scorer of the 2014 World Cup and the scorer of probably one of the greatest goals in the last, what, five, ten years? You know, he's a world-class player. And unfortunately, things haven't worked out for him in Madrid and Bayern didn't want him. And obviously now Ancelotti showed him that, listen, I want you, Hamas. I want you to be the centre of my team and be the heart and soul and be the best guy and give us an extra bit of quality in that final third and he's so far he's done it his performance against Tottenham was very impressive a lot of people you know were talking down the signing but for a team like Everton signed a player of you know Hammers's quality and ability with his past achievements is a very very good signing for them and you have to respect it at the end of the day, he's he's come in in his last two games and he showed his quality with a very neat finish against West Brom. And of course, um, like I said previously, a very solid performance against Tottenham Hotspur. Obviously, Tottenham allowed him to have the freedom and space, so obviously he enjoyed himself in that freedom and space. But um, obviously, you got to still take advantage of that, and that's what world-class players do. Um, and with that in mind, it's just... 
it's just amazing to see how different Everton are. Well, if you looked at them last season, you could see that their midfield was lacking. You know, Schneiderlin wasn't getting looking. They do selling the Bamin from uh, Mites. He never got a look in because obviously he was always injured. He had a serious injury and that kept him out for the whole season, basically. That was sad to see because he was meant to be the anchor man in that midfield to hold it down. But now they've brought Alan and the core and obviously Hammers and now the midfield looks transformed. In the Tottenham game, Alan controlled the midfield. He patrolled the park. Outclassed Hoiberg and Harry Winks in that midfield and it was it was easy. It was easy. Like, having, having that sort of midfield control is vital. It's ironic because I was talking about the control of the midfield in my previous episode. I was talking about England and how important that is. And Everton obviously have addressed their problem. Obviously, Gilfie Sugoten is a very good player, no doubt about it. But last season wasn't the best for him and he was quite inconsistent. So now it's obviously now having that competition. Even though I've heard rumblings that he might be for sale, it could help him. But it's clear to see that most of their business has gone under the radar due to the performance of Chelsea and obviously a couple other teams making big moves in the market like Liverpool with designing Thiago, Tottenham with the signing of Gareth Bale and obviously a um, highly recruited fullback in Bugulion and obviously Man United's lack of business, you know, only signing Donny van der Beek as a major signing. These have been maybe... Slightly larger talking points, but Everton's one deserves to be up there. And I think people are starting to realise that and probably have realised that before. That Everton have really made smart signings here. Decore was one of the best players in that Watford team That's, that went down, you know. He was one of the best players on that side. And he's a powerful presence in that midfield that can dictate games of his strength and stamina. He's 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 very um, physically gifted. Very similar to um, Musa Sissoko. And, <laughs> and on the other hand, you have... Alan, like I said, he's a small, dynamic midfielder, gets up and down the pitch, a very vocal leader, loves to, you know, tell his players what to do, where to go. You need this player sometimes to, you know, know where you, you stand in the pitch in your position. Because Everton already have a solid team, you know. They have England's number one, even though I continue to dispute that. Um, Lucas Digne, who's actually a top fullback in the league. And obviously, they even got Michael Keane, who was once the most coveted defender in England, and Yeri Mina. You know, and every presence a physical threat. And obviously the very vastly experienced Seamus Coleman, who is probably the bargain of the century, you know, fifty thousand pounds, it's ridiculous. But yeah, just wanted to have a quick discussion to let you guys know that everything might be for real here. I'm not saying they're gonna compete for top four and that stuff, but they're gonna be in the mix. We saw how last season figured out. If 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 the teams around that position, such as United, Chelsea, Tottenham, Arsenal, Wolves, all performed like they did, okay, throwing Leicester there as well, and, and they all perform as they did, you have to think about the fact that they were very consistent inconsistent, especially in the case of Tottenham and Arsenal, they were very inconsistent. And even Chelsea and United to an extent and Leicester too. And Everton, you could say now, are in the best position to maybe take advantage of that if things go wrong. Wolves have weakened the lost Doherty, but at the same time, they've managed to um, find a way to get Nelson Sabato to replace him. I don't know about that signing, but we're going to have to just wait and see how he performs in the Premier League because he wasn't so convinced about Barcelona, you know. He's part of the mass exodus that's going on over there because Suarez is joining Atletico Madrid and obviously um, Vidal joined Inter for a criminal fee. I heard £900,000. <laughs> With that available, £900,000, I get it, his age and his contract running out, but still, you still got to make the deal happen, and that's what Inter Milan did, so credit to them, you know, another experienced player that's handling their brigade. But, um, 
yeah I just wanted to come on here and let you guys know that Everton could be for real this year. Don't be surprised to see them finish in the top six. In fact, no one's going to be surprised if they finish in the top six. Just the one position that Overhaul made. Obviously, I haven't even mentioned Richarlison for this whole segment, but we already know this nigga's for real. This guy is for real. So with that in mind, it's also very, very... Richarlison is a very good player. He gets in all the right positions, but he's not the most clinical of finishers. Once he gets that part of the game right and on track, he missed a lot of chances against Tottenham and even a few against West Brom, then he's going to be a top player in this league. But for now, it's it, he's he remains hot and cold. So, yeah, just wanted to let you guys know that Everton are for real. And Everton could really be out here competing with, with the Wolves, with the Leicesters, with the Arsenals, with the Tottenhams. They're going to be up there. And the race for top four will continue to hot up. The race for the top seven, eight positions are really hotting up. There's a lot of teams fighting for that same patch of field. But I think that's going to be all for me for this episode. Hope you guys enjoyed. I'll see you in the next one. Mini Lodge.